0: Welcome to the Sleepover Podcast, a sacred space created for the girls to have some much-needed girl talk centered around everything healing, self-development, faith, and self-love. I'm your host, Rikisha Cox. On this podcast, we'll have raw and honest heart-to-heart conversations that allow us to come undone and be our most vulnerable selves as we navigate through the dark waters of our 20s and 30s honestly boldly and faithfully so put on your pajamas grab your favorite drink your favorite girls and come with an open heart and honest mind because it's time for the sleepover okay let's stop being weirdos what's up guys welcome or welcome back to the sleepover podcast I am your host Rikisha Cox and clearly I'm a whack job I don't know (laughs) But before we get into the podcast, babes, I just wanted to let you guys know in March, Google will be getting rid of their podcast app. So if you're an Android user or you usually listen to podcasts on Google Podcasts, come March 1st, it will be no more. But lucky for you, the Sleepover Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and YouTube so you can listen to us over there and share with your favorite home girls as well so I think we should start this episode out with like, we need to start doing some segments like sleepover sips or something. Where I tell you guys what I'm sipping on because talking so much on here has me parched and I always feel like I need a sip. Today, I am having some strawberry flavored seltzer, not alcoholic, just regular sparkling water for sleepover sips. And I love that alliteration, strawberry seltzer for sleepover sips. Anyways, last episode, I mentioned that I was recently diagnosed with PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And I wanted to spin the block and bring some more awareness to it. First of all, I know I'm getting old because who uses that term to talk about medical terminology? Like, can you imagine if your doctor was just like, I'm going to spin the block about your herniated disc. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Anyways, anyways, I wanted to bring more awareness to it because as I was doing my research and listening to other people's stories, I didn't realize that I had such a mild case compared to others who suffer from PMDD. And not going to lie, last weekend was very, very rough for me. I was just down bad emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. But come to think about it, it was because Unflow was coming to town on Tuesday. So I mentioned that I get premenstrual depression a week or two before my period. I also get anxious, sometimes paranoid anxious. Like I was closing my blinds before going to bed one night the room was dark. I just had my flashlight on on my phone and I was closing the blinds. And when I tell you, my soul dang there left my body because I thought someone was outside my window. It was me, y'all. It, it was it was my shadow. <laughs> Aside from feeling anxious and depressed I also get night sweats. I feel fatigued and restless and the mood swings be swinging. If I could describe it as anything, I would say it feels like it's similar to grief, like this dark cloud that's just hovering over you and you're just not sure why you're sad, but you're sad and sometimes it'll go away for a bit, but then it comes right back. I just wanted to bring awareness to it because, like I said, I think I have a mild case when listening to other women's stories. So many of them said they have suicidal thoughts during that time. And even when you look it up, suicidal thoughts are something that's mentioned. And I feel like there are women out there that aren't aware of this disorder. They probably just think it's a little sadness, a little heaviness before their period. I didn't even think that much of it until I was diagnosed. But... It can get ugly. It can get really ugly. And this podcast is for the girls. So I wanted to bring awareness to conditions that we may suffer from because we have to take care of ourselves. You guys check in with yourself, check in with your girls. Make sure your doctors are listening to you when you tell them things. Don't just let them rush you out of their office and gaslight you and make you feel like you're just too in your head. Especially my black women, we get medically gaslit so much. So go apply pressure and be honest with your gyno, your therapist, and your doctor about any symptoms you may be experiencing. So with that being said, last weekend I was spiraling and of course I'm aware that the PMDD was at fault for the spiral, but last weekend I just also found myself grieving. I finally came to the conclusion that I had to let go of the idea of certain relationships that I thought I should have with people and I don't mean romantic relationships, I'm talking family and friendships And that's hard, especially with family, when you realize you may never get the relationship you wanted with certain people. It takes having to release and it takes having to surrender over your control and your plans. So this episode is going to be about surrendering. And I am just going to hop into it. So it is circa 2019. And I had moved home from college. I had been living at home for about two years. So I was still fairly new to my job. I hadn't been there for a year, but I decided I was ready to move. I wanted out. I wanted my own space again. And living in my childhood bedroom was making me feel just claustrophobic. I had acquired so many clothes and things that I busted the back out of my armoire. And for anyone who doesn't know what armoire is, it's basically like a taller version of your typical dresser. But my closet was full and overflowing. The chair in my room was mostly used as storage as well. It was just time to get my own place so I could have my own space and more space at that. And so my dad was nitpicking everything I did. So when I moved away to college, I was a teenager. So moving back as a young adult was difficult. And there were just there were some growing pains because when i left i was what 18 and i came back i was like 23 so you know my parents were used to their rules being followed and i'm coming back as like a 23 24 year old i'm used to making my own rules i'm used to having my own boundaries and just making my own decisions so yeah the growing pains were growing and my mom was never the go-out-and-party type. So at the age I was, when I moved back, my mom had me. I was like a two- or three-year-old probably. Um, When I moved back home, I was like 23. So my mom had me when she was like 22, I believe. So at my age, she had a two- or three-year-old, and I did not So our lives just looked very different at that age, and she didn't understand me going out and partying. And it was the same for my dad, but my dad was also just in protector mode. And sometimes our father's protection can look like hovering, it can look like nitpicking and just doing entirely too much. And sometimes people are just used as vessels to provoke you and push you where you need to be. God uses provocation to put a little fire under your fanny. Message. (laughs) So aside from the nitpicking dad and mom who just didn't get it because at that age, you know, parents just don't understand. I was also comparing myself to friends and peers around me. Some of my friends had apartments. Some guy that I was dating, he also had an apartment. And I just felt behind. But... In hindsight, I was not behind. More of my friends at the time lived at home compared to the friends who had apartments, but when you're rushing, you don't allow yourself the time to slow down and come back into your reality. Everything you perceive is from a skewed perception because you're going too fast. You're going faster than God intended you to go. You're trying to keep up with someone else's lane and someone else's race, but their path is their path, and it looks different than yours, so of course the tools that God gave you aren't going to work when you're trying to run someone else's race. They only work in your lane on your race. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 2, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. So... I ended up looking into renting and the apartments in the surrounding area of Chicago are pricey, especially with the things that I wanted my apartment to have. So I looked into buying. I figured if I was paying that much for an apartment, I might as well pay to own something. And that says a lot about apartment prices these days that someone would choose to pick up a mortgage before trying to rent. But I found a place that I liked enough. I worked with my realtor and had everything set up and in place. I had a closing date set for about three to four weeks out. Had my money lined up, my ducks in a row, inspection fees paid. I had to do an interview with the HOA board and everything. And I went with my parents for inspection and everything was fine. But a few days later, my dad was like, I feel like that apartment is a dark hole of death. It made me really think about what I was getting myself into. Like, I know I wanted to move, I wanted my own space, but this was different than just like renting a place and being able to move the next year if I wanted to go elsewhere. My dad was saying like, what if within the next couple of years you wanna be in a different neighborhood or what if life circumstances require you to need more space than just like a one bedroom apartment? And somehow what my dad said snapped me back into reality, the reality being, yes, it was pretty spacious and a nice neighborhood and it had a walk-in closet like I wanted, but the kitchen was so small and I love hosting. It was a ground-level condo and I wanted a balcony. The neighbors above me were noisy and that was just something I gathered from being there for the inspection. I wasn't really able to barbecue outside. There was no assigned parking space and the hallways weren't well lit. So if I came in after dark, I'd have to walk through a dark parking lot and dim hallways all by myself. And those are just things that you really want to consider, especially if you are a single woman living alone. So long story short, I canceled my contract and it was actually fairly easy. I thought it was going to be harder. I thought I was going to have to pay all this money, but I just ended up emailing my attorney like, yeah, I can't do this. And he ended up emailing the seller just like, yeah, we found a fault in the contract, so we're going to just pull out of this. And that was it. But I had an attitude with my parents for like a week after that. Ask me how when I was living in their home giving someone the silent treatment while living under their roof and not paying rent is crazy crazy but I just I felt like they ruined it for me I felt like they sowed seeds into my mind that made me see things more clearly and for what they were and how dare they the nerve of parents with good intentions to make me see things more clearly gosh But within that week, I decided I was going to look into rentals again. So that following week, I had a viewing scheduled in a nearby city. I drove silently there with my mom because we still weren't really speaking. But that didn't last long because, child, this apartment, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. It looked like something in a thriller movie in the woods. You could tell it wasn't meant to be an apartment. The front door to the unit had a window with textured glass and I've never seen that on an apartment door like maybe an office but not an apartment door like the the entrance door to the apartment the living room ceiling was slanted to where you could bump your head the bedroom closets and the bathroom had no doors no doors I was just confused how? Needless to say, me and my mom, we left all the way home. Like, girl, what was that? And my apartment search continued. My dad was also looking for places online or just in the neighborhood if he saw anything for rent. I ended up going to another viewing. And as I was walking in, there was a guy walking out and the realtor was just like, yeah, he just rented this place. And I'm like, perfect just what I wanted to hear love this for me and so she said that there was a unit upstairs that would be for rent soon it had the same layout and she ended up giving me the keys to go see it it was a third floor apartment had a balcony had a walk-in closet so I had high hopes I walked into the unit and immediately I just knew these people didn't get their security deposit back the hallway walls look like a child colored on them with black crayon and someone tried to clean it up but ended up smearing it all over and making a bigger mess. The bathroom mirrors and shower walls were dirty. Like I just knew that somebody who worked in an oil mine lived in this apartment. That's how bad it was. Like it was, it was bad. The kitchen was about an inch wide and an inch long, but, but, The walk-in closet was heavenly heavenly to this day probably the biggest walk-in closet i've seen in a normal apartment so naturally i do what any sane person does i fall in love with the apartment for my clothes and shoes sake judge your mama judge your mama just call me carrie bradshaw so i go back down to the lady i fill out an application for the apartment and she says that you have to be making three times the rent. And girl, I wasn't. I was not at the time. But I thought, Lord, you brought me this far. You ain't gonna fail me now. Faith it. Yes, I did. Faith it. And let me tell you the testimony of where it got me. A call back saying my application was denied. Yes, it did. Denied with a capital D. (laughs) So by this point, I'm exhausted. I'm feeling rejected and hopeless. So I decided to take a break from apartment searching. And it just so happened that my college org sisters and I were celebrating an upcoming anniversary. So I decided to go on a weekend trip with them because... Clearly, God didn't want me to move, so I decided to spend some of the money I was saving up for this apartment that just wasn't on the horizon. The trip was so much fun and well needed. I definitely needed it to take my mind off of things. Love a good weekend girls trip. And so I come back from the trip, and it's maybe Monday or Tuesday. I come home from work. My dad tells me about a place he saw that's for rent. I looked it up online and called immediately. The guy said that I could come look at it that same day. Apparently, it was a very new listing, but I went to look at it and it was nice. It didn't have everything that I wanted, but I figured I could always stay there a couple years and then maybe move around whenever I wanted to. And side note, but God will make sure the desires and wants of your heart align with his will for your life when it's time. That goes for so many things in life. For example, you're anti-dating someone with kids and then all of a sudden your perspective starts to shift or you're like, my man has to be 6'5", dark skin and bearded, but you end up having a heart check and your mind changes. That's what God getting your heart aligned with his will for your life looks like. But anyways, so the guy said he would run my credit and everything, and he'd get back to me during the weekend. The weekend comes and pretty much goes. It's late Saturday night, and I hadn't heard from him, so I'm getting ready for church, and I'm listening to my worship music. I go in the bathroom because I feel myself getting emotional That is the perks of living with your parents. You don't really have the privacy to just fall apart and stay that way for a while. And I was just never the type of person to close my door or keep my door closed. But anyways, I'm in the bathroom. I'm crying and worshiping and I get on my knees and I just go, Lord, if you want me to stay here another year or so, I will. I'll be content in this situation and I'll do what I have to do to eventually move. I didn't just say it with my words, but my heart posture also aligned. My heart posture was just in a posture of surrenderance. And the guy ended up calling Monday or Tuesday and told me that I got the apartment as long as I had someone co-signed for me. I was younger then with no apartment history on record really, and he was an older guy. He kept mentioning to me like, no parties, no loud music. He knew I was still kind of like fresh out of college. So the same day that I filled out the application for the apartment was the same day I got my keys and I kept thinking like something is going to happen to where this is not for real. I had just gotten the rug pulled out from underneath me so many times that I was bracing myself for the rejection again. And we do that a lot, too, in life, especially in relationships. But the rug wasn't pulled from underneath me. I have been in my apartment for years now. Even during the pandemic, God provided for me. My landlord sold the place and everything and God made it to where I was still able to remain. And it all started with the heart posture that was surrendered. Even in going on the weekend trip with my work sisters after deciding to pause my apartment hunting, it just reminds me so much of dating, or even making new friends. I've just heard so many stories of how people decide they're not going to date. They're not going to get back into friendships and look for new friends. They're going to just date themselves, love themselves, spend all their time by themselves and just live their best life. And then those are the moments when God introduces them to the man or woman or the friends that he has for them. So if you've learned nothing else from this, it's that surrendering, releasing shows God that you're finally ready to receive. I know there's this popular meme, you guys have probably seen it, but it's of a child holding on to a teddy bear and Jesus has his hand out saying, just trust me. And the child says, but I love it. All while Jesus has this bigger teddy bear behind his back. And so often we're so willing to settle for small things, apartments that aren't what we actually want, friendships that aren't what God has in mind, career paths that pay the bills but lack fulfillment. And God has exceedingly and abundantly above what we could imagine behind his back. And all it takes is for you to lay down your timing, your wants, your control, your own strength and ideas of self-sufficiency So besties, I'll leave you with one sentence. Surrender and see what God has for you. That's all from me, babes. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sleepover Podcast. Be sure to follow for more episodes, leave us a rating and review, and connect with us on our socials. If this episode resonated with you at all or helped you in any way, don't be too shy to reach out. We're besties now. Go ahead and get comfortable, girl. But babes, I am giving you the tightest air hug until our next sleepover.